So welcome to the Slow Goods Podcast. Uh, today we have Sarah... How do you say your middle name? I don't want to... Oh, no. It's all... So it's my last name. Yeah. Madeira Day. Madeira I didn't want to lose the Madeira. Sure. Because Sarah Day sounds like Jane Doe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Madeira Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, she is one of Maine's leading artists, I would say, right now. And uh, or at least that's what I've heard from... I'm not in the world as much. I hear this from my very um, design-oriented wife. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, she she really loves your stuff and has watched you a lot. And and uh, you know, we're just so excited to have you. Thank you for coming. Sarah has been in. Uh, I'm just going to name some of the press things and uh, semi handmade. Sh- what is it? Uh, Shout out HTX Kelly Dawson, Main Home and Design, Domino. Real simple, this old house, main home does main homes down east, apartment therapy, semi handmade decor main main magazine, and this is, I think, mostly for the, your projects. Um, it's sort of in between. Some of them are is for art. Some of it is for okay. Yeah, the projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So artists and. Um, you know, we're quality and design podcast, so we love we love art and creativity. And but I mean, we you know we were I think where we first came to you was really uh, your your amazing projects, your home rebuilds, and yeah. and uh, they're just I I can't wait to dig more into that. But they're just so beautiful, and uh, especially um, the this main house. I mean, that one is classic. But I don't know. You guys keep keep stepping it up. It seems like so, Sarah. We just love to get to know people on here and hear the story a little bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, I want to know about growing up on MDI and, and uh, you know, all the way up through to kind of who you became today um, yeah. kind of thing. So I make art, mm-hmm. which we, and it is really hard. I don't usually say that I'm an artist because I feel like, I don't feel like an artist, but I feel like somebody who's really interested in a lot of things. And one of the things I feel like uh, I really like to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I like working for myself. I love making anything. Um, and I've always sort of been like that. Uh, but yep, I grew up in Southwest Harbor, Maine, and uh, at an old hotel. It is now, it is, uh, was recently sold a couple of years ago, but I grew up at the Claremont Hotel, which was a really interesting place because it was a seasonal hotel. That's um kind of similar to The Shining. Okay. So in the wintertime, it's horrifying. Uh-huh. And in the summertime, it's like so beautiful. Huh. Um, but it was uh, a really interesting upbringing and was something that, uh, you know, to this day, I really think it was really special. But that was like my home for 35 years until they... They sold it, and now my parents live elsewhere. So you literally lived in the hotel. Uh, so we lived next to the hotel, okay. but yeah, it was. And I mean, there. yeah, and I want to say a lot of my. Um, and, and actually, another cool thing is my grandparents had a summer home that was right at the top of the hill, so we could just walk up mm. this little path, and so, you know, you don't. I mean, I have kids now, so I understand like how awesome that is yeah but that was really fun and then um you know people always say oh you're you know sort of similar to Eloise not similar to Eloise because I was working at the hotel I was not attending the hotel Mm -hmm. um as a guest so 
it was just, it was cool to um, be exposed to a lot of different people in the summertime. Um, you know, I really feel like a lot of the staff around the hotel, you know, people who are in the restaurant business or in the hotel business, um, daylight by one thing and moonlight by another. So it's like these incredibly talented people mm -hmm. who are trying to make a living during the day and then they are artists or musicians or actors or writers um and so i feel like i would i was exposed to a lot of art that way also the very cool thing about mdi because it's so seasonal mm -hmm. is that you get this influx of individuals who come in the summertime and have homes and pay property taxes and then people who live there year-round reap the benefits so we have a really good school system mm -hmm. and i didn't understand how lucky i was until i grew up that we were always given the opportunity for art and so pematech is like it's k through 12 mm -hmm. but we had art classes from kindergarten until 12th grade and i had a um I would say my art teacher was, he was a really good guy, Mr. Sattler, Bob Sattler. Mm -hmm. But he always was really encouraging. So I want to say I've had not only exposure through school of like art free art classes, um, but also in the summertime I was around uh, um, actually Judy Taylor, who is a pretty um, well-known artist in the state of Maine, was somebody who when I was like seven or eight used to take me out to go paint with her mm -hmm. and oh, cool. which is really cool you yeah. know um but she was a waitress at the hotel How and old were you her, then? i want to say i was like eight mm -hmm. i was like eight oh, nine ten right. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't know you know you don't remember you're yeah. like i don't know i was a little yeah um but you know she was really encouraging and then my dad's side of the family is very creative mm -hmm. and they are very encouraging of um art and being interested in art so they always really nurtured that so i want to say like that was my foundation but also for like the home stuff i the hotel is was super old i want to say it was um i want to say it was built in like 18 might be 89 i i could be incorrect but in the 1880s mm -hmm. so if you've ever lived in an old house you always have to do stuff right and this was a hotel so you always had things going on so yeah. i was really exposed to renovations um you know keeping an old thing going uh my uncle had an interesting job but he was the groundskeeper for the hotel um but he built croquet mallets for a living mm -hmm. which is oh. so weird right croquet have you ever gotten into it <laughs> i've fight it i don't know if i've gotten into I mean, it. it is crazy i like any sport yeah. but it's really a beautiful art but he you know had his lathe and he created these th these beautiful croquet sets in maine, in maine oh, man. Lathe. wow that's um cool. yeah and he was really um so like after school i would go up to his shop which was again right where my grandparents my grandparents had a house and his shop was right next to it mm -hmm. so you know when i go back and think through these things because i it, as an adult or when i was graduating college i was like i don't know i don't know what i want to do mm -hmm. um i didn't want to be an artist because that's like a, a it feels very lofty like i don't know how i'm gonna make money right um and i i didn't feel like i was qualified for anything 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I did, you know, get a very decent education and uh, went to college and things like that. But you know what I mean? Like, how are you supposed to know what to do? At you, that time? I don't know if you are. I don't think I mean, that you just are. Just like, yeah, you just the, <laughs> they tell you go to college, so you go to college, and then none of us know what to do, and then we spend this, tons of money and a million percent, a yeah. million percent. <laughs> and it's funny as you get older and you find your interests, you're like, man could have really benefited from going to college at like 30. Yeah, I could have just gone to work and learned a ton of things. I know. Um, anywhere. And then maybe when I kind of thought where I knew where I might want to be. Yeah. <laughs> could have focused in. Yeah. I mean, and that's how it is. I, but I would say um, I, I graduated from college and I lived in um, Venice, Los Angeles for a very small amount of time Venice, California. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle lives out there and he had, had just had his daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I like nannied her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but most of my family is, is from these larger cities like LA and um, New York. And so I would visit, but I always thought it was, I'm like overstimulated by just like walking on the side of the road. Yeah. So well, I was like, it's too much. I, you talked a lot about, you know, art going up through and and, 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 uh, your sounds like maybe first inspiration from some of the travelers coming through the hotel and then going to school and, and you had kind of a couple of apprentices, but when did the, you know, your appreciation or you said, you know, you're trying to figure out what to do. You're going to these different cities. So like, when did the, you know, art thing keep getting there? Or did you have some, some things in between? How did you end up, um, doing what you're doing now? It was, um, I don't know. It was always something that I did and it made me feel smart and like I was doing it well. And I was always Mm. really encouraged throughout. Um, But when I went to college, I thought I would just stop the art thing. Um, I really, I love sports. I wanted to go to college and play sports. And um, I really like a lot of things. Like I really like math too, which Mm -hmm. is a funny thing but um i thought i would be a math major which is weird um but i just can't stay away from it so i started taking art classes and then all of a sudden it became my major Mm -hmm. um and then when i graduated from college you know like one of the really nice things later on is like I, i had stopped doing art as frequently but i always you know um and i wes really encouraged me he's like you should keep painting like keep keep doing it so i had a lot of different jobs i feel like i had a smorgasbord of different jobs but i've always served like hospitality has always been a thing that i'm into i love taking care of people Mm -hmm. um customer service is like i just want to make people happy and um and it makes me happy if somebody else is happy so i like doing that um so I always was a waitress and um, worked for the Portland Press Herald. Uh, I worked for some interior designers. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you do with them? I was just like an assistant, mm-hmm. and um, and I thought that was fun, you know. Yeah. Um, so what would you do? Would you just whatever they needed? Yeah. just paperwork. Yeah, whatever they needed. Uh, whatever they needed, you yeah. know. It's really hard though, as a creative person, to. Um, to try to choose something for another creative person because sometimes you could have two totally different styles. Right. And that can be really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I did that for a while. And um, then I started working for a catering company for uh, catering and events, which I did for the bulk of my career mm-hmm. before I had um, my daughter in 2016. Mm-hmm. So I, um, and I loved catering and I loved event planning. I thought that was really, and it sort of worked its way up. Like when I worked at the Portland Press Herald, I worked for this woman who is in charge of uh, the events for Maine Today Media. She mm-hmm. broke off and started working, um, started her own business and okay. asked if I would come and help her, which I did. What was your role there? <sighs> Again, just. Small business do everything. Yeah, small business do everything. I mean, yeah. this is a very good thing to point out. I worked for a lot of small businesses. Yeah. And something that has really benefited me of having my own small business is you have your hands in a little bit of everything. Yeah. And that's something that I really like. I feel like that in life, too, even when Wes and I are working on projects. I don't like not knowing how to do something. So I like to follow along, figure out how to, I want to... I want to use the tools. I want to be able to do this mm-hmm. if somebody is not here supervising me. Um, and that's how I've sort of felt across the board. I really like making things and understanding how to do that. And mm-hmm. I am much more of a, a hands-on type of person than than I have to like sit back and you tell me what to do. I'm like, let me try it. You know, right? That's a um, good, good trade, I think. Yeah. So I worked. I did. Yes, I worked for a lot of small businesses and. Um, in catering, what is really hard is they're really long days. And my okay. husband is a pharmacist, so he has really long days too. Mm-hmm. And we waited a what I feel like was a pretty long time before we had children. And when we did, I was like, I want to be present because my my parents were are wonderful, but they had to work all the time. Yeah. They um, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. And they um really both had full-time jobs and three kids and um, you know, something that you end up missing is just like being there for your kids. Anyway, mm-hmm. that being said, I made a switch and um, I was doing part time working for another interior designer who I had worked with with the interior designer before she started her own mm-hmm. company. Um And so I was able to and I was doing event planning on the weekend. So I was being a mom, which is not something that I ever planned on doing. And so that was alarming. Um, And I was working with these two very creative people, which I loved. And then I was painting on the side. And with the painting started to sort of build up. um, How so? Well, social media was never a thing that, Mm -hmm. which by the way, artists before the age of social media hustlers man they did it have to be right have to be i have no idea yeah um so i tried out instagram and that was really um i want to say it gives you this opportunity to reach a larger crowd that you would not generally reach Mm -hmm. and so that helped to build my business and then on top of it Shopping online, I think something that can be really intimidating is walking into a gallery and shopping Mm -hmm. for artwork because you don't really know what you like. It's very quiet and stark in there. Um, You feel like possibly it could be out of your economic range. And you just are like, I I mean, even as an artist, I don't go into galleries because I'm like, oh, I better know what I want before I go in there. Anyway, so I wanted to sort of eliminate that barrier. And I think having an online website where it's like, uh, I try to set up the art that I was creating 
to to mimic as well as I could scale of a piece, mm-hmm. setting of a piece, and then just the stark white that you would in a gallery so people could see it in different ways. Because mm-hmm. what I found is that um, I am a really literal person and I think most shoppers are really literal people. So they need to see the application of the thing, mm-hmm. um, which helps. But anyway, so what I just started painting and um, I had pitched myself to um, some places downtown that were like, they did not like my artwork. And I was like, oh, it's crushing. That's so personal, um, isn't it? Well, it didn't feel... So art has never been a super personal thing for me. I think okay. the thing that, you know, hurt is... It's just rejection is challenging. In general. In general, yeah. you know. And if somebody's like, I don't really like it. And you're like, you feel like they're saying, I don't really like you, mm-hmm. which is not really the case. Right. You know, it's just like, it's the beauty of art. It's like... You cannot like it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You should only yeah. buy the stuff that you like, right. not because somebody told you to do it. Yeah. Um, but one of, again, a woman was starting a store who had actually worked for another one of these interior designers I had worked for. Mm-hmm. And she's, she was the buyer for this store that rejected me. And she said, but I really like your artwork. Uh, and that was incredibly encouraging. Mm-hmm. And so I started selling with her and I sold everything out. And um, it seems like everything sort of came together at the same time. Things started selling in her store. Things started selling through Instagram and things started selling online, cool. which is really cool. And then um, this is all where you have like a, a one year old. This is all when I have um, yeah, a very little baby mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and I'm just f- figuring the things out and working like really all I was trying to do is cover daycare if I wanted to do that and so I was able to start covering daycare costs and then I was able to start um, surpassing what daycare would be and making enough of a salary to -hmm. then these other odd jobs that I was doing to say I think I can make enough just working for myself Mm -hmm. so um, I want to say like six years ago, I was able to start working for myself fully. But um, what had really solidified the week to week paycheck is that I started making print reproductions mm-hmm. of the artwork. And, you know, my artwork in general is something that I, um, I, I guess I would say it was contemporary. I don't, I don't really know, but landscapes, people seem to connect with landscapes pretty well. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't necessarily have to be Maine because you okay. have mountains, ocean, trees are kind of everywhere. So um, something that I found when I started making print reproductions is that that clients can connect with the places that they live mm-hmm. in a certain if they see a certain image, they're like, this reminds me of whatever. And right. you're like, awesome. I love that. And um creating prints was so that I could reach a larger crowd um, that I could go for, which I do have like kids in dorm rooms that can get a little five by five or eight by eight and put it in a target frame and snaz it up. And it just, um, and that someone doesn't have to feel that they have to invest this huge amount of money to um, decorate their space. And for me, I feel like art is very similar to, any of the arts like music and food and um, that we should have it as part of our everyday. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create this sort of 
luxury thing that was attainable. Like I, a lot of people talk about exclusive luxury brands and I want to be an inclusive luxury brand. Like again, going back to just wanting to make a person happy. It's like, yeah. So as the rope company went to Sarah's, um, their amazing, um, this main house project, uh, that's where you're still living now, right? That is. And we only call it this main house. So again, with the Instagram thing, we had had started it because I keep looking down to get the name right. I know our, our, um, our family, we were doing sort of like, um, pictures for our family to be like, we're not crazy. We're doing a good job here. And these are our things that we're doing. And it was like, fun you know fun to show oh, okay. the progress and we had to come up with a name and rather than doing your address right um i was like well wes you could do it like this old house you could do this main house mm-hmm. and he was like oh that's a good idea and now it's stuck and you're a little like oh yeah you know but it just is more of a blanket it's a yeah the account of my husband and i and the projects that we do. Right. Uh, we do live in that house that the second house that we have ever owned together. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you remember when we came to your house? Yes. Did you ha- you? So where were you at? How old was your how, child? How, and then, yes. How long and were, ago were you was painting? I, I was it cannot. five years ago? Was it more than that? It must have been at least five years ago. Yeah, at least five years ago. Maybe it was five years ago. I so have Renee, no idea. Renee was there, so... Maybe it was only four years ago. It was 2018, 2019. Okay. Um, Um, So I want to say you guys, it was through a photographer, right? Who had asked. Hannah just saw you. Oh. And uh, it was uh, actually Meredith was the photographer. Yeah, Meredith. But you you knew each other a little bit. Yes, because I did. I mean, um, I have, you know, when people need you to model clothing or whatever i was i i worked with different photographers yeah. for things like that i think it's it's um i knew her right that. that's how you ended up modeling Mer- meredith's like we should ask her if she wants to model <laughs> wait did i do it for your i don't think i did yeah you did you were on I the did. cover of our website for like three years i was yeah oh my god you that's were the so main great. picture yeah oh that makes me feel uncomfortable um <laughs> I, I that's the, what, that's the things what grew that us, I, I think your picture no yeah, I, yeah. I I um no you guys have such a cool story well I, I think mean, that it's again it's sort of the same way of the roots of your family comes from a rope company correct mm-hmm. and you're fishermen you're utilizing this thing that you use every day again creative resourceful hardworking like it's such a cool idea. Yeah, it takes a lot of people though, and a lot of uh, I don't you know, think any artists like yourself or um, all these awesome photographers were around, you know the, to show these things. And uh, you know, without it, it's you just can't. People, you need to find a way to the truth, and through artists like all of you, um, that's how you get there. So, I mean, I think make the truth. I but. think one of the things that is often lost is that. Um, behind the smoke and mirrors there are so many people who help so many get you to where you need to go Mm -hmm. and um you know even if you're just like it's somebody watching your kids it's amazing or Mm -hmm. like for wes and i you know we do all the work on our houses but we have his dad layton um who gives us scraps who comes and spends days with us teaching us how to do things you know Mm -hmm. um we have my parents who 
are so great and have taught, you know, you have an army of people. And now with my own business, um, I have a really lovely group of people. I have a mm. photographer. I have a marketing manager. I have a woman who I was just talking on the phone trying to find the podcast studio um, who's really lovely and, and again, a person that I'm so grateful for. Um, but you have an army of people. And mm -hmm. then if you somebody lives with you, you have that person too who really carries the brunt. I mean, I don't know how, a, you know, the person definitely has a relationship with the small business as well, you mm -hmm. know? So you're like yeah. <laughs> big time. Yeah. But yes, when you guys came, that was really cool. I just remember Hartley being on the, uh, you know, at the like front door with the rope. Yes, yes. Is, okay, so that was Hartley. That was Hartley, right. yeah. yeah. she did this weird blend. I was like, what is this she, Yeah, and she's, we, like, a, we call her skinny, she's so beautiful, skinny brown bro. dog, yeah. Yeah, just she's, sleek. She's, and, um, uh, she's cool. we rescued her. She came from Kentucky mm -hmm. and she was one of those funny things where, yeah, you know, you have to go through those adoption agencies, but we adopted a different dog. And when we went to, which they put you through the ringer to do. And when we went to pick the dog up, they're like, oh, sorry, it was dark. We gave the dog away to a different family. <laughs> wow. And I was like, whoa. And I was not there with Wes and I was like adopting this dog, but they said, we have these two dogs that haven't been taken. And like, I am not a good person for something like that because I'll be like, I'll take them all. Right. Let's go home. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, I picked Hartley and she is what I feel like is my soulmate. Uh -huh. She's so sweet. She is my, you know, I'm a distance runner and mm -hmm. the dog could run for days. She is amazing. She's mm -hmm. run so long and she spends all of her days with me in the studio. She's like, mm -hmm. she's an old girl now. So when we were there, um, I feel like you went upstairs to work. Was, was that your studio then? Oh, yeah, the tiny room. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't go up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you yeah. just let us have total access to your house. Very. <laughs> that was amazing. Like, I don't know, you guys. Here's some coffee. And uh, just going around this amazing place. Experiencing we, still, it. we still do that. We still rent our house out for product shooting. Mm -hmm. um, because, again, growing up at a hotel, it yeah. doesn't feel awkward to have. Okay. I'm like, yeah, come on in. Get comfy. I, I've always... I mean, we always have people in and out of our house and yeah. our space, so it doesn't feel strange. It's why, why I like the Airbnb thing, right. too, because I, I love to create a space that's hospitable for other people. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I see I've read some of your interviews, and you've done it with that mindset going in, right? Like kind of an investment. We so always do it as, as an investment. I mean, well, the first investment investment that we made was um, the Freeport house Okay. when we did that. Um, yeah, tell me about that had, house. Yeah, so that was a house when we we had um, the Cumberland house and we had put the addition on and it was like, it, it had gone through iterations. You which know? is this main house, the Cumberland which house. Which is this yeah. main house, yes. Okay. Um, and uh, then we took out a home equity loan and mm -hmm. we were looking around for another place to buy. My husband's always looking at real estate. Mm -hmm. um, and we found this really sweet, little cottage in South Freeport, which by the way, coolest place. I love South Freeport. South Freeport. Yeah, yes, it's got like much. this cool little marina. Cool. And it's got, I mean, it's really sweet. All the sweet. South Freeport people are not excited you're saying. Right oh now. yeah, they're like, shh, don't yeah. tell, stop. Um, anyway, we, we bought this house that needed a lot of work and we were gonna um, rent it and we started working on it. And I wanna say in the end, we probably should have taken it all down and built something else. <laughs> but it was a, it was, a good 
I want to say it was a good experience for mm -hmm. us because um, we did, we started with a structure, we stuck with that same structure and we just, um, we reorganized it. So mm -hmm. it worked better. It was, it, it, we closed off the upstairs to create because we really wanted it to have at least two people to be able to sl sleep in there. And we have kids and the idea of having like an open loft is very scary. So having a door, um, you know, what, uh, kitchens can be, can either be very, very expensive or you can do it with, um, essentially spend your money. We, we spent our money in the places that we felt would make the most impact. So again, mm -hmm. like stone, um, with countertops, refacing the fireplaces, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, but things that are less expensive are like Ikea or semi handmade doors mm -hmm. or things like that. Um, so we, that was hard and messy and something that, uh, by the end of it, there were tears, but we were really proud of it too, right. you know? And, um, we did rent that out, but we knew we wanted another child and my business was starting to get really busy. And so being the person who cleans and turns over each one of these Airbnbs, I was like, oh man, I have no time right. to do anything. So we ended up selling that. And um, you saw my little room that was in the house. I didn't see the room Oh, upstairs. you didn't. Oh, no, it was it was small. Um, yeah. It's so... I got pregnant with Nevi, mm -hmm. and uh, after we sold this Freeport house, um, we had some debt, and we wanted to pay off the rest of our debt before we had more kids, just mm -hmm. so we felt stable and able to do that. And I also wasn't really making any money in my business, nothing super substantial. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I was working outside of inside of the house, but it was spilling into our house to the point where I have a huge printer I in our dining room. All of my cutting table is our dining room. Upstairs is my painting area. You printed your own stuff. I was printing. Oh, I, I wow. was having it outsourced and I said, this is crazy. I, I can do this myself. Mm -hmm. I So again, I, saying that I want to learn how to do all the things. Yeah, I, I was that. learning how to... And I had employees mm -hmm. in my home doing this i was also very pregnant had a had nevi and the day after i had nevi or um the printer was delivered mm -hmm. to our home we started working on this barn that is on our property barn garage and uh, it had to be worked on because the insurance company was like we will not insure you if you do not fix up this barn okay. um but we had no money so we had to be like okay <laughs> like right um but we started fixing up the barn and we're like we're, we're gonna add a second story mm -hmm. and make that my studio um but we what we found out very early on is the the structure was not built for a second story so we had to reinforce that whole thing which is quite an added cost all that being said, we're in the middle of construction. I have a baby. I get this printer delivered. It's COVID. Right. Nice. <laughs> and it's, but you have, the thing is, it's like Wes and I are both this, these people were just like, let's keep going. Yeah. We got it. That's and great. So, you know, Nev, Nev just was with me and we started printing outside of the home, uh, inside of our home and having all that. And then the, um, that, spring the studio was finished and i could move out of our house mm -hmm. and that has been 
a game changer. I have, and and is that is that on this main house tag? That it's, is. It's all I've seen. That it on is your, your normal some tag. of the so Instagram, again, yeah. again with some of the um, features that I've had have been a linked up of, you know, a lot of our our life is sort of integrated. You yeah. know, it's um, having the, this my studio as part of my business, but it's also this thing that my husband and I do. Oh, it's gorgeous. I was just gonna say I was looking at it, you know, before this, and it's just amazing. I mean, it's um, a little so. So, it's, so we did it for. Um, we also had to be smart about it. Like, not everybody wants a studio. Like, and our home is our biggest asset. Right. So we made it an in-law apartment. So the whole structure is created so that I can take out. Um, you know, some of the cabinets and things like that and make a bedroom and mm-hmm. a living area. And then we have a bathroom um, okay. so that it can be an in-law apartment if we ever sold our Very home. practical and wise. I mean, we're pretty yeah. practical. I people. see that. Well, you're an op- entrepreneur. And so, I mean, you guys create these unbelievably timeless and gorgeous things. So yeah, is that really all... Nice. Is who's got Who's responsible for the aesthetics? And is it... Or is it a team thing? Like, how are you guys coming up with these, like, amazing timeless i mean we could shoot at your place every day oh that's um, nice but you know while your studio's new maybe we could come back yeah. but uh <laughs> but it it's i mean what you guys are making is just really i just timeless is all i can keep thinking of but the it uh you know so so how does that work who who's putting that together and who's responsible for um i guess it's not a who thing but how does it happen yeah and what is the process with you and uh and your husband. I mean, yeah. again, we we sort of work with a team of people. We're we're not architects, so mm-hmm. anything that is like engineering, we always have an architect or an engineer. Okay. Um, I do the design aesthetics for the most part, okay. um, but I would say my husband has a really good eye. I feel like I lean more towards a masculine um, look, so mm-hmm. I feel like together we we mesh well. Mm-hmm. So I like to do. I think it's really nice that you say that it's timeless because that's sort of what we're going for mm-hmm. um but the other thing is is that i feel like i have very expensive tastes so it's like i i get an idea of something that i like i really do use pinterest a lot because it's hard for me to convey my ideas to wes and so i'm like yeah. okay here's sort of the vibe great that i'm tool. going for wh- yeah. which is a great tool um and then he is more of the 3d guy so i want to say we both have this um we really both like natural materials so mm-hmm. stone wood um it, it, we're not super colorful you know i really like a white palette on certain things because i think when it comes to make i love light having it like light and bright yeah. um but it also allows for like things because i i like old and new um if you take something that could just be essentially not not super special to somebody and put it in a completely stark white space as your like piece of art or your what it it totally transforms that thing right, right? and right. so i and i feel like committing to a wall color sometimes can be like too much but it allows you to be more versatile um have these things you know it it kind of gives that a little bit of an art gallery feel but you don't yeah. you know um and then color is introduced generally in like the soft goods and things that can be removed and changed because I always feel like committing to a color is really hard. That's a great But sticking with um, the basics of natural things like how color naturally comes in wood and and wood can 
bring a ton of color into a space, but, um, and the application of sealing the wood can also completely change the, the look and color of the room. Does that change the, um, texture or just the color? I feel like it's kind of hand in hand. I mean, I I guess it's kind of everything, but, um, and again with stone, like you can something, I have like a, a raw soapstone in my studio and I chose that because I'm cleaning my palette in there. It's really um, like I use cadmium red trying to get that out of white marble would be not a good idea. (laughs) But um, using these things that look already kind of aged and they're going to age with you is also a great thing to think of. But Mm -hmm. like you could do a finish on that same piece of stone. It looks completely different. So Mm -hmm. I think the colors that we introduce are generally in the products that are not as easily as swapped out Mm -hmm. and try to keep it basic. And then things that um, if you want to, you know, go with some trendy things or you Mm -hmm. can always do that with art or soft goods or um, accents, you know. Um, So that's how you blend timeless and and trendy, if if that's a term. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's also like I'm not opposed to box store stuff. I think that... but. Don't I don't lean all into one thing. So it's like um, collect the things that you think are really special. Okay, right. Um, put your money into the things that uh, you you don't really want to cheap out on, such as plumbing and electricity and things like that. But also such as like like stone or mm-hmm. the wood on your floors, unless you're going to paint your floors, you know, yeah. which is also a really right. um, great thing to do. Stuff and that you don't want to tear up again. That easily. you don't want to tear up yeah. again. But just the, you know, I'm, I'm saying this also thinking that um, the Block Brothers make the most beautiful cabinets. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, but we use inexpensive cabinets mm-hmm. and, um, and change the cabinet doors because I think a lot of times hardware can make something look really elegant. Yeah. Um, I so, actually noticed in your one of your things, you didn't use hardware on no, some, but t- yeah. so tell us why. So a lot of times um, I don't like to, you know, something will go in and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to obstruct the surface by putting in a million little doorknobs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or also the other thing that I just did for my studio is like we had to have doorknobs and I tried all different colors of metal and I, it just looked like way too many. Mm. So we ended up like monotone is a big thing for me. So we ended up painting them the same color of the cabinets and just wooden knobs, very inexpensive mm-hmm. and it sort of makes them melt away. So it's not as in your face, I guess, Yeah, you know? Um, so it's a, and a lot of these things happen as you do them. Um, so I think Wes is always like, you're a, per- you're a visual person. I'm a person who has to see it first. Right. Um, but that can be really hard when you're like, could you put that window in and then take it out? You know, <laughs> yeah. don't do that. Um, so a lot of those things come, you know, it's nice working with <laughs> your husband who's okay with doing some right. of that. Yeah. But when you're working with somebody, let's say, who has no um, emotional commitment to you, they're like, listen, lady. Make pick a lane, okay? Yeah. Well, or we can do this all day. So it costs you a lot more. I know exactly, yeah. right? right. Um, and we also always have to stay within a budget, right? Um, which is really, you know, I feel like one of the things about liking these things that could be really expensive is you can still create elegance on a small budget. Mm-hmm. And I think there are people 
who show that. And I would say for the design that we do, it's, it's having an idea and being able to pivot if we have to, mm -hmm. but staying within the certain parameters. So old, new, um, cheap, expensive, you know, and when I say inexpensive, but well-made, that's the other thing is that, which there are a lot of things out there that are that way. Mm -hmm. Where are your kind of favorite places to find some of those types of things? Um, well, I feel like I always like to go to antique stores, thrift shops, you know, um, looking at actually a pretty good online rug. Like I, I do believe in having a, like a really nice rug. Mm -hmm. So um, there's like e-sale rugs is a good place to look for rugs. Then like places like Ikea, it really comes in handy. Mm -hmm. um, and... You know, I really like Sixpenny. Have you ever heard of them? I think I've heard of them. Yeah, I'm they just, have. I've never, I'm, I'm like in the world, but I'm not in the Yeah, well, they yeah. are a good um, sofa company because everything is removable. So uh, you can wash everything. So it's all slip cover, but it's these really pretty affordable sofas oh. that are beautiful and they can come in linen and they's like really nice, soft, and they have great lines, mm -hmm. but it's all slip cover. Like, I don't know how somebody buys a sofa that you spill on it. I mean, because you have to live in these spaces. Like right, the especially if you have kids. Right, and yeah. this is the thing about um, not doing it as a job is that somebody else has to live in it mm -hmm. if it's your job, but if right. you're just doing it for a hobby, you have to live in it and you learn really quickly all the dumb, dumb mistakes that you've made mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm not gonna do that again. So I think it's a, that has taught us a lot of things too. Yeah, you know? yeah, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, if you guys wanna see Anybody listening wants to see Timeless done well. I mean, yeah, I would just love to hear all the, I think you just said a ton there for anybody who wants to create timeless, beautiful things. Hannah, I love natural too, natural yeah. stone, the siding. Um, you know, but even like the, what was the color of that studio? You oh, did, the, it was like the a, green? I like a, I thought it said it like a midnight. I don't know. You tell me what the color is. So it's like a sort of a mix. So we got, we did a the, Devon. The exterior? Oh, the exterior was, yeah. um, actually that's because you are limited. Um, so it is. Um, it could have been even better. I don't think you could get much better. It's yeah. LP siding, which is a um, newer type of like composite siding. That really? is supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to last for like 20 years. Like composite. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it's, might be made out of recycled material, but mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure. sure. Okay. You, yeah. um, but official. they have a couple, uh, they have certain colors mm -hmm. that are, uh, that they give you. And I wanted to go like black. And the closest they had was like that blue okay. color, which I was really like, oh, geez, I don't know if I want a whole blue exterior, but that's sort of what we had to go with. But yeah. the way that felt like we could make it, what I felt, more timeless and seem like it was very thoughtfully done is mm -hmm. also painting the trim the same color. And I think that really changes something. So rather than going a shade darker or a shade lighter, again, picking that monotone. Mm -hmm. um, so trim is everywhere, um, right. which is something that I have found over the years where I'm like, I don't want any trim, but not doing any trim is often um, not an option and uh, very expensive and you have to pre-plan that. So, um, trim on your roof line, trim on the sides of the home, trim all around the windows. If you do that, the same color as your siding, mm -hmm. it creates a totally different 
building. It really does. And, um, you know, I really wanted to highlight those massive black windows that are the two in the yeah. front. And then again, bringing in the color with the copper lighting. And I thought that- The it, copper lighting is awesome. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, so we were limited to, I want to say a handful of different mm -hmm. colors within our budget. You know, we could have painted any color we wanted, but, but it would have been- you took that and you rolled with it. I mean, you got to, yeah, yeah, for the most part, you got to do fantastic. that. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you guys are doing all this stuff. I mean, that's a lot. So- are you doing most of the building too in all these projects, you and we, your husband? When we started, yes, we were. Okay. At this point, with two kids, we are not. Mm -hmm. We are hiring out things that we just can't do. Yeah. And, um, or don't have time for because we both have two full time jobs and um, my husband is ex very busy. Mm -hmm. And, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty busy. And so we hire out the things that, um, again, we would, we would want a professional to do. Right. Um, and then the things where we know that we can cut costs and we can do it ourselves, um, like tiling, like installing cabinetry, installing all of that, like painting. I mean, painting, come on. Um, you know, he's gone as far as like installing floors and mm -hmm. doors and like things like that. Um, but now we do a mix of hiring and yeah. um, and then doing it our, ourselves. Again, trying to stay within a budget. You know, everything is trying yeah. to stay within a budget. And we are right building another home. Um, that's on, the next project. Yeah, that's the next project. Right. So we were looking for, my parents live in Southwest Harbor. And um, I have two other sisters with whom I love so much. And they have... Um, husbands and my older sister has two kids so we're like bursting at the seams with mm -hmm. my parents house and we have been looking to see if we could find something that we could rent when we're not there and then visit and we ended up finding this piece of property that was um like the start of a garage mm -hmm. and it was it already had the slab poured and it already had a septic nice. and it already had the groundwork done which is incredibly expensive mm -hmm. but this is the first time we're building from the ground up so mm -hmm. we usually work with a structure which is a, for me is very hard for my brain to think i'm somebody who, who again likes to see it first and comes up with the idea so mm -hmm. coming up with the idea out of the blue is more is more challenging Wait. but we've we've used some really cool things which i don't know if you knew wes found this and i was like this is brilliant um Generally, lumber companies mm -hmm. like a Hancock lumber, like a Viking lumber, they have on staff. Um, I, I, I don't know if they're architects. They could be architects, um, draftsmen, mm -hmm. and you can sketch out what you would like, and they will create it for you. Mm -hmm. And the cost of that is taken off if you buy your lumber through that right. company. We did do that with Hammond. You did, yeah. Is that, un that's incredible. That's super cool. Yeah. I know it's yeah. really, uh, and again, also with the materials that you're going to use. And mm -hmm. I thought this is really smart. And it's yeah. such it's a- just, It's the basic drawings. I don't, uh, maybe some of them are, are architects, but it is a great service. And uh, yeah, And if you idea. already are particular about your interior and you know what you want it to look like, you or you already it. have the particulars right. figured out, having somebody draw out the basics 
that you don't know how to do mm-hmm. is incredibly helpful. So what's your what's the vision for this one? Can you uh, give us a visualization? Yeah, yeah. All? So yeah. um so it's going to be a two-story home mm-hmm. on a uh, what was a garage slab. So we're working just with the footprint that was there. Yep. And how, like how big is that? That's a very good question. <laughs> I have no idea. It's not terribly it big. It was supposed to be like the size of a garage. Yeah. Yeah. It, this is size kind of a square. garage. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. A, like 24 by 32. It, it was something. a two-car yeah. garage. Okay. Okay. And then it had like a man door on the side. All right. So um, the downstairs is going to be pretty open. Mm-hmm. It has um, a half bath and a washer. The, the other thing is you can fit a lot into a small space if you do it if thoughtfully, okay. right? Right. Um, so Well, you don't have a basement there, so you got to put utilities somewhere, right? We got to So utilities and washer and dryer are on the same mm-hmm. Um, in the same sort of area, and then we have a little half bath. Yeah. And then the the open space is living, dining, kitchen area, mm-hmm. sort of in the size of an L. But what we have done is we maintained the eight foot ceilings that were already there, already framed out. So it's this. It makes a small space feel really big. Is keeping. Oh, we already higher, had some framed out. It had some of it okay. framed out a little bit. We had to sort of backtrack because it was un covered for so long that the yeah. um the w- wood swells with all this rain and right. things that we've had um yeah. anyway so we have these very massive windows but we're trying to stick with your idea of keeping it traditional uh-huh. um so we're doing the um six over six paneled windows you know um we want to do we're doing cedar shakes for the exterior because we currently live or have only had clapboard houses and you have to paint those and it's exhausting. And um, it's one of those things that cedar seems to be a really smart move for down the road. It's it's expensive up front, mm-hmm. but you don't, um, doesn't need as much maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the upstairs is two queen beds to queen rooms, identical for our girls. You know, what it's like having two kids. You got to do exactly the same. Yeah, two girls yeah. Uh, have the same thing. Um, and a bathroom for them. And then a master area, which, I mean, I think a master is just considered something that has a bathroom attached to it. I don't really sure, know. sounds good to uh, yeah. me. <laughs> and a closet. Um, but it's coming right along. And it's, uh, you know, it's really exciting because it's a place, I mean, to be able to, uh, go to the island and feel like I have a place of my own is like, I mean, a dream of Wes yeah. and mine. And cool. it feels really special. And it's in Tremont, which is like, uh, you know, I'm a backsider. They, they call that side of the, and I let, it's quiet. It's, you know, you have all the really, there's a lot of really good trails on that side. Mm-hmm. You have Bass Harbor right there for getting on and off your boat. You got yeah. the lakes. I mean, it's pretty Is sick. this a cape or a, um, I think that's what you would call it. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what I, I wouldn't even know. I don't know all the different terms. I think, geez, I don't want to embarrass myself with, uh, with missing all the different terms. The thing yeah. is, is who knows, unless you do that for like, this that's is the true. other thing. Yeah. You this fire questions like. at yeah, me at, yeah. and talking to contractors. Sometimes I have to be like, I don't know what you're saying. But this is what I'd like. And, to have, yeah. um, if you just explain it to me, because I was, you know, I'm not using the right terminology or mm-hmm. those sort of things. But yeah. yeah. Um, that's so cool. So it'll just be cedar shakes on the outside. Yep. Black windows, exterior white on the interior. Cause black is more expensive. Um, 
And again, you're like, I didn't feel like that was a hard line. So you always have to come to these, make these exceptions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's how we sort of pick, choose your own adventure comes down to right. what is more costly. I'll go with the least costly thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think I was asking before you guys are doing all this. You have a lot going on, entrepreneur and full time and kids and designing and and uh, sounds like you kind of made for it but also at the same time how do you uh just kind of refresh and like you know what does your day-to-day look like but getting time to like get your energy back um yeah and how does how does that work yeah i mean i'm always interested in what people do as well because i'm like aren't you so tired um (laughs) so hannah wants to know know. everybody wants to know yeah um i am a person who like i was saying before i'm a, a relatively introverted person i don't i go to bed pretty early with my kids um routine is a really important thing mm-hmm. so and getting proper sleep so when i say early i mean like nine o'clock mm-hmm. i'm in bed sleeping and um then we get up earlier and that's when i run and things like that but again you have to like collect your kids and so i would say like um you have to schedule time and schedule days Mm. where you're not going to do or part of days where you're not going to do everything and we generally have a family day um which is what my parents always had too you mean like once a week or once a week okay yeah we have a family day once a week and as much as we can we you know because we are so busy on the the times that we're all together, mm-hmm. we're often all together just the four of us. So, mm. um, you know, having dinner and doing that, we don't go out and do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot, also a lot of what you're seeing is a series of many things, many days put together. And right. so there are some days that aren't incredibly busy, but I would say for the most part, it's scheduling in time that you have for yourself um, and that you have with your family. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, usually it's Sundays because Wes has Sundays off mm-hmm. and we'll do something where we have a hard stop, even if not everything's done. Mm-hmm. And unless it's pressing, which for the most part, nothing is all that pressing unless your arm's falling off, you gotta right. go right. somewhere. And then we go do a fun thing. Like we have a hard stop at four and we make popcorn and we watch a movie on together Friday. and yeah, on, or, on Sundays or, yeah, um, yeah. or uh, if it's going to be a boat day, we say we're, we're leaving and we're getting on the boat and we're going to go and do this. And at this time, at this time mm-hmm. and we go, um, I think one of the things that I miss is the flexibility of not having everything scheduled. Cause I am not a schedule. I don't like having everything scheduled. Okay. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about with kids, but you kind of need everything scheduled, right? Somebody. Yeah. I mean, in, in life, things go a lot better when they are scheduled. Right, when you and have if, a plan. I mean, now you have to schedule things. In, you, you know? That's what I mean. The world is just so fast. And if you have any sense of doing something on a regular yeah. basis, well, it's just going to be filled up. Right. Um, yeah, and we, I mean, the other thing is we do a lot of these things with our kids too. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've lived through a lot of different renovations and, you know, 
Elle comes home from school at four and she comes up to the studio and we finish the last part of my work. Um, mm-hmm. We put on an audiobook so she's not bored. And, you know, we, I can multitask anything that I'm, I try to do the things that have to be really quiet in the first part of the day. So, but is, you, is that the one that I saw one photo of with the feet? Is that her? It's her. Yeah. 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 Those are my favorite of yours, of your charcoals. I, I don't the know why. I don't know if it's because I like unique thing and all your other stuff is uh, more the, the land. I mean, you have landscape. I just like, maybe it's the material. I don't know. It could be. So All I, I can was, say is I just love the charcoal. Those are oh, my thank favorite. You. Yeah. I was um I was a portrait artist for most of my career. Oh, really? Yeah. And I switched over to landscapes because they sell better. Mm-hmm. Um, and to a wider crowd than. Sure. I mean, for the but this is not to say that portraiture is like incredible, and a lot of times you don't need to know the person. You're like, I just really love this thing. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I still do. Um. I mean, because they're my kids or, you know, every once in a while I'll open it up to clients who want their children or their loved ones or something mm-hmm. like that. But, um, yeah, I loved doing, I loved doing portraiture. I loved doing eyes. Eyes were a big oh, part cool. of it. I always loved that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love that. Yeah. All the charcoals. Um, just tell me about, you know, I love being an entrepreneur Yeah. about being an entrepreneur and an artist and, uh, you know, just kind of your take on all of it and how it's going. And- yeah. There is nothing. I feel so lucky to work for myself. I also feel like having the job of an artist is like having the, being like, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. You know, you're like, I want to be an artist when right? I grow up. Percentage and wise, then yeah. actually doing it feels incredible. And mm-hmm. I really, I love all the facets of it. I, I love again, like I said, I'm a, I'm a numbers person and um, I find it so interesting um, price points and thresholds that are comfortable for people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I really, again, I don't want to price myself out of something. And so I want mm-hmm. people, I want it to be attainable. Like that's huge. But I also love printing and packing, like packaging. I love packaging. You I mean think making packaging or actually packaging? Actually packaging and, and, the feeling of making a beautiful package. So I think w- okay. the hard thing about selling like something yeah. um, online is that it has to be twice as good in person, right? Mm-hmm. And people are spending this money and you want them to feel like they're getting the experience of going into a shop, but they get it at home. So you get to mm-hmm. unwrap this present you got for yourself or right. somebody else. And like that, I love that. I yeah. love that branding. I love that uh i've done all of my own um web design up until this point i just hired this lovely woman who um i've just cuz you can't do all of the th- you're no. so, i mean it becomes unmanageable right um so there are just things where you you find that you have to be you have to put your time into different things mm-hmm. um so i i think i feel really lucky to make my own hours and um to be able to work with a lot of very interesting people mm-hmm. um you know i i think as as i've established myself a little bit more as an artist i've gotten to work with some interesting people and um hear how they run a business and hear what they're looking for and try yeah. to collaborate with other people because you can very feel very lonesome in your own work mm-hmm. and it is fun to work with somebody else 
um, I think one of the hardest things when I was starting out was not <laughs> really knowing if I was making the correct choices. And um, I feel like as, as I've built my community, I've built more of a community around people who run their own businesses and being able to hear mm-hmm. what's happening with them and that you're not on your own little island and right. everybody's sort of going through it because it's a very... You know, you could be like, well, that was dumb. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you very easily could. Yeah, you do need support. I've been to a bunch of different groups. and uh, Or even just people that you yeah. talk to and um, say, are you, are you struggling with this? We started uh, this like a little while back, I, this like round table of some marketing people. And, mm-hmm. and it was interesting to just for all of us to be tell our you know what's going on with you you know yeah. and um that seems to be really beneficial to do things like that yeah but um i you know the other thing is uh, at the end of the day i just want people to feel happy and heard and like they purchase something that mm-hmm. they like and um and that's sort of how I've continued to run my business is that it's not out of reach, that you feel like you like what you're getting, um, that if something goes wrong, you have a real person behind you to say, let's fix it and no problem, that's, you know? Yeah, that's worth um, And I think that that's really important and staying true to your own values and the things that mm-hmm. you, I don't know, that you really like. And that's, right. that's sort of how I want to treat people how I want to be treated, you know? Yeah. So you have a, a you print everything in house. Yep. Do you actually hand package everything? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, yeah, and it's like thousands. It, I'm sure. It's a. I mean, it's a lot of time. Too. It's a lot of time, but I yeah. I don't do it all by myself. I have a woman Carrie who who works for me, and she's wonderful. She. Um, do you actually have people on staff? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah like. Um, and she's a full time person um, who works for me. She she worked for. L.O. Bean for 10 years mm-hmm. and um, just made a lifestyle change. She also lives very close to me. So it's uh, we work well together. Yeah. You know, she's a pretty steady Eddie and we're both very organized people. So, yes, we do that. And then I nice. have um, I've outsourced marketing. So people who do my marketing and I used to take all my own photographs and I've outsourced that because I don't want to edit all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. You know, so it's. Yeah. You know, you get to the point where, but I'm ready to go, you know, it, depending on the market and how things are selling, you should know how to do those things because you might have to say, I, I, I can't pay for that anymore. I got to learn how to do it, yeah. you know, and I, I, the social media was, is very good in the beginning and now it's slowly killing me, you know, with the all these different things. It feels like algorithms. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, It's not the same. Or you just, I would, and just, I'm not a videographer Mm -hmm. and it's the real thing is, do you do many, you said you have a photographer, I feel like, but you must've taken a lot of your own photos. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, um, she's my friend and she, you know, I, if I'm going to do bulk things, she'll come and do it so that I can, but I mean, I take, I have, Yes, I take a lot of my own yeah, photographs. And it I was... Great. Yeah, whatever you do, it, does, it looks great. Yeah, it was a painting and photography were what my majors were. And, oh, okay. And, but I was that like um, right on the cusp of before they were doing digital stuff. So I did darkroom 
which I never learned the Adobe Suite, so I'm sort of having to teach myself, and it's uh, it's squirrely. You 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 learn the real stuff, and then it died. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, or yeah. or it's yeah, it's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you have any like interesting new like what's getting you most um, stimulated on uh, new projects? Do you have anything like you're excited about? New things you're doing? Um, could be art wise or I guess your house, you're building that, yeah. you're building that place. Just kind of what, what else, what else is going on that stands out to you right now? I feel like I have a, a lot of projects going yeah. on. Um, a couple of them are like a little bit more secretive, um, mm -hmm. but I'm working with some cool people with that. Um, uh, trying to work f with mostly Maine based people, yeah. which is interesting and uh, working on some, some like, possibly fabric stuff that you could make into wearable things. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, and I don't know, I'm, I'm testing out the bigger companies. I, I signed with Crate and Barrel for 2024 mm -hmm. for having some stuff there. Um, that's exciting. That's cool. I mean- As in you're designing- no, no, they took, they licensed um, oh, artwork that they're oh, gonna- cool. Which I do some licensing of stuff yeah. where people produce it um mm -hmm. and yeah the house is really exciting i i took a um couple years off of marathon running but i'm doing my uh, uh, my 11th and 12th marathon this year wow you do mdi or everywhere M or, I, yeah. mdi i will do that one um my brother-in-law is um i'm somebody who like he knows very well but he'll be like come do this with me i'm like okay Mm -hmm. um so mdi i love it it's like a really and it's a nice time of year to do it and then we do i like the uh, main main marathon too yeah that's a good one um yeah somebody told me about a uh some guys who put together like a over the mountains across mdi like oh really 50k thing yeah wow. i was like wow that'd be super cool but yeah. so i mean i had like how do you keep your knees together all the marathons you run um you know this will be <laughs> oh, whatever it, else, it, yeah. right i i took a couple of years off because um you know i always said if it was hurting i would i would chill uh -huh. which is what but i'm feeling okay and i bike a lot too i love yeah that's i that's feel like helpful. And it's way more fun because you get to go downhill and you don't have to run downhill. You just get to go super fast. Mm -hmm. So I love biking. Right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Talking about, uh, you know, getting it. Well, the podcast is, you know, about quality. Everything you've been talking about is quality and design. Yeah. And story. Yeah. And uh, so tell me what does like quality and or design mean to you or however you want to well, I think like something that's really important to remember, and especially when you're on a budget, is there are things that are inexpensive, but they can still be quality products. And it's something to really consider. Mm -hmm. um, is it made of, you know, real wood first off? Is it all plastic? Is it going to age well? So I think quality, um, quality and expense don't necessarily it doesn't need to be extremely expensive mm -hmm. to be high quality and even something that's in my own business i've tried all different types of paper right and what i currently print on is canvas and why i've done that is because it feels like a really quality product mm -hmm. um it doesn't damage as easily um so whereas like paper you get a wrinkle in it it's done you have to throw it out yeah. and um 
so it it actually works better in the mailing system and things like that but to remember that you know you don't like i i want to sell people affordable things that when they get it home they're even more impressed by it because it is a quality product because mm -hmm. the colors are rich because the material is nice because the packaging is beautiful you know um and i think the same thing with things in your home it doesn't you know we buy inexpensive ikea um drapes mm -hmm. but the thing that you can do is they're still they're made of like a cotton fabric. You can still hem them and make them. It doesn't necessarily have to be. I, quality can come in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and then what was your second? What was the other? Well, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. You know, I, I did have design in there, but um, well, you know, I think it's really what. Yeah. What I, you gonna yeah, say? I think I just think that also with design, it's you know I don't re it really remember exactly what she said but leanne ford had like this uh interesting mm -hmm. um quote that was like you know what's what's in fashion for this year what's and what she said is essentially what you love and what what you can live with and surround yourself by is more of what is in fashion rather than sticking with the trend so th think of things that you don't want to rip out in five years mm -hmm. you know and um that the things that can be maybe a little bit more risky or trendy or smaller objects, but like trust yourself, trust your design, trust mm. the things you love. Doesn't matter what other people like, you have to live with it, you know? Right. And that's really important to remember. I think not only with your home, mm -hmm. but I think also with art, it's like, if it connects with you, if you really like it, it's all that matters. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, can you think of like a favorite object you have that you work with that you use at home wherever it might be like a physical tangible object that you might use on a regular somewhat regular basis in um, your life okay i kind of have a funny one okay it's a spoon okay. a wooden spoon that uh my mom had always used um in our kitchen and i don't know how i wound up with it but it's like sort of split down the middle i don't i don't know what kind of wood it's <laughs> it's used i swear i use that spoon for everything and like i cook with it all the time mm -hmm. that's like an object in our home mm -hmm. um for like objects in my studio i always think that um it, i like i'm really funny but i like the good house painter brushes so i don't spend a ton of money on brushes but the wider you can just get them at home depot mm -hmm. love that those are some objects that i think are are really great but i also like i'm like a funny person i like little i don't you know i'm like a minimalist and don't have a lot of trinkets but the things yeah. that i'm always drawn to are like weird little trinkets like that are like around um I, i'm trying to think like i have these cool they're like these little they're supposed to be candle holders, but they could only hold a birthday candle, but they're also like weighted. Yeah. And I don't know. Those are, those are pretty cool. I have this little, uh, Buddha that we have. I think it's Buddha that, um, sits on our kitchen, uh, sort of like that bench that everybody really likes that was like a biggest, our biggest, this main house, like question. Mm -hmm. Um, and the girls give it offerings mm -hmm. which is really interesting so like rocks that we find or like from like weeds around i don't know they always 
but I like that because I think the girls are really funny. They dress her up and down. Mm -hmm. She's just like a stone thing. So like your uh, like the wooden spoon or any of these things, like why yeah. are they your favorites? Or, well, I guess you just explained the trinkets, but like your spoon, why is that your, like why do you use it all the time? What? I think because my mom did. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, you're growing up on an island. You very rarely go out. You make all of your meals in house. It, it's always something like food is really important to me. I think it's a, you know, I love the way that, it looks, smells, that you can eat it. It's mm -hmm. not this precious thing. Um, anywhere from a McDonald's hamburger, which is really well executed and, you know, whatever, to something um, beautiful that somebody has made you from their own home. Mm -hmm. There's something about this. My mom used the spoon all the time. I really like it because... I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm just very drawn to it. And it also has, it's like the perfect size. Yeah. And it has a long handle. I don't know. Sounds super practical. <laughs> yeah. You're a very practical person. I you're am like, a really, I'm like this. You so, really tie in creative and practical. This but. is, I know, I, this is why I don't feel like I'm very artistic. I feel like I, I have these creative ideas, but I'm like, I'm so practical. Get it, get it done. Yeah, I am time. essentially the Jane Doe. You know, this is why I didn't want to go with my name because I'm like, you know i see just average <laughs> well awesome what so what what did i ask you what is there anything anything else you could think of any questions for me or um what didn't i you know didn't i ask you that i think i feel like i talked for days yes yeah, so, i talked a lot sorry. i think that it's so nice i feel very flattered that you asked me um yeah and i i think that it's cool that we can connect back that you use the house that you've seen the house you know that you know, because really you just, I'm just some lady trying to make it work. And it's nice when somebody right. uh, says, you're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, Hannah and I, uh, we talk about Hannah a lot, my wife, but we're basically, I guess, business partners at the same time. But we really, we like authentic. A lot of what you were explaining, I feel like in that was you like things that are very practical because you're very practical, but also authentic and they've got some story. A lot of the growth or anywhere that I've been feels like it's been really organic. Yeah. And I try to s stick to that. And I think it's nice when you have people and you surround yourself by people who yeah. are, they are who they are. And mm -hmm. they, and they. Authentic, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's some, there's a and lot. that's what I was going to say was, I thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah. Get me going again. That uh, we were, I mean, authenticity is a big thing. So we really at least wanted to start the podcast with people we already had a connection with, people in mm -hmm. Maine. We're so thankful to have you. I mean, really, it's oh. a big deal. We know it's a lot. You guys right are super busy. You. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And uh, so um, not to be too cliche, but where can people find you? And, and oh, uh, um, you can find, find me. Find oh, you right. My longest name ever, <laughs> sarahmadiraday.com um, or at Sarah Madeira Day or at this main house. Mm -hmm. That's where all those beautiful projects That's are. That's where a lot of our projects are. Although we, I very much lag because again, with all this time, I don't, I'm, we're really the people behind these things. So mm -hmm. we like, re we're, you're really talking to us and we just don't have a ton of time. I th would say like our, the thing we talked about before on Sundays mm -hmm. or even when we go home, we really put our devices down a lot yeah. and, and we just spend time together. I think just cause I'm an overstimulated person, but because um you know it's there's a lot to say about just getting to hang out mm -hmm. with your people yeah so important yeah i mean i feel like we you know 
we could like blow up our Instagram with everything going on in our life, but we just choose like, we just yeah. want to be here with our yeah. kids. I think you know. it's learning yeah, the balance. Not, of, even if some people do all that, that's great. But. I do. I think I find it very impressive. Yeah. And I, I feel very much like I'm not doing enough. Um, but if you are that sort of person, you're doing plenty. Have you ever seen Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No. Um, With Ben Stiller. Maybe. Yes. where He's, he's chasing he, down a photographer. Yes. Yes. So yes, yes, who is Sean Penn? Yes. So okay, anyway, yeah. at the end, he... Uh, yeah, he's in the field. Yeah, the, like yeah. he's literally mm -hmm. out. He's trying to, about to get the shot of the snow leopard that he's yeah. like gone on this crazy adventure and almost risked his life to get to. And he finds him and he's like, the snow leopard comes in. He's like, are you going to take it? And he's like, sometimes I don't. Yes. <laughs> he said, sometimes I just like to enjoy the moment. And right. he just like doesn't even take the picture. I know. You know, I just feel like that's such a cool... She's kind of living it sometimes. I mean, I think that digital. it's very cool. But, you know, the other thing is, is that there's nothing wrong with documenting all of nope. the things that you want to do. It's just, you know, the type of person that you are. And mm -hmm. if that fills you up, do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. But if you're like, I, I mean, it just drains me after a while mm -hmm. and I feel and it kind of like bums me out. And so mm -hmm. I feel like I do everything in my power to keep myself sort of upright. And if it's bumming me out, then I edit it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you.